All right, y'all, we are back with a, a shorty, but a goodie. I want to say it's a shorty because for the first time in a very long time, I had a technical difficulty uh, podcasting with the return of my brother, Dan Cleland, the CEO of Soltara. Soltara being uh, my absolute favorite place in the world to journey uh, pilgrimage for ayahuasca. I think they have the best hands down. I mentioned that in the podcast here, so I'm not going to beat the drum too bad on it. Dan has a new book. Back to this tech issue, <laughs> Dan. Dan and I are podcasting. He's he's in Costa Rica, not far from um, Soltara. And every now and then they get rolling blackouts. And what had happened was using our our web service, it cut out. We went to log back on, and when we logged back on, because it was quick, it hadn't finished uploading his original file. So we lost the first fifteen minutes. Uh, I'll give you the short of it. Dan was uh, wondering how to stay shredded while on a ketogenic diet, but keep his strength. And I was talking about this little teeter-totter, if you will, of uh, carbohydrates adding muscle and, uh, you know, yada, 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 went back and forth. So that was that. I mean, the best I can remember from a week ago. And I've had a couple podcasts since, and I actually don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't, that's gone. It's gone. It's somewhere in the Easters. Um, the last 45 minutes was dope. And that's one thing I made sure of. Um, I listened to it. I had the crew listen to it. And they're like, yeah, this is absolutely good. Uh, we dive into the nitty grittiness of his book. We dive in a lot into Dan's music, which is total fucking left turn. I did not expect the conversation to go there. And it was awesome. Um, and, a, and a lot of what's happened for Dan personally and, you know, as the the man in charge um, of Soltara since, you know, the last two years, because this is a, a business that is, it doesn't exist without tourism, right? So just imagine the hit they took. Um, when their country locked its borders and when all the, the new things started coming into play, um, quite scary. But he's able to pivot and run with it, and he's done such an excellent job, and I'm so thrilled and happy for him. And he's got a new book. So we, we talk all about that good stuff, uh, what he's learned, a lot of what he's learned through the parallels of the jungle and life. And it's uh, this was a phenomenal conversation. So I know you guys are going to dig this one. There are many ways you can support this podcast. First and foremost, just share it with a homie. Share it with a friend that is interested. So in any of these, you know, like uh, my last podcast, if you got a friend who likes music or is getting into um, sound healing and things like that, send them to Listening Smile. That Send them the podcast with Ian Morris. If somebody is saying, hey, man, I think I'm ready for plant medicine, send them this one. <laughs> Let them hear about Dan Cleanland. And obvi obviously this podcast we dive into is, uh, you know, it's not just about ayahuasca. It's mostly on um, all sorts of other shit. But tell them about this podcast to, if they vibe with Dan and, and um, have them look at Soltara. Share it with people that you know are interested in the thing that you're sharing with, and that'll get them to listen. And then little by little, we spread the word. Uh, and then finally, leave us a five-star rating. Five-star rating with one or two ways the show's helped you out in life. Doesn't have to be your life story, but just one or two ways this show, the show, a podcast has changed your life uh, for the better. And with that, we will be selecting one person at the end of each month to win my favorite product from Organifi. Uh, they're doing this through the end of the year and just leave your at Twitter or at, uh, Facebook or at IG, whatever your handle is, just leave that and then mark it. Like say at Kings boo on Instagram or at Twitter, I oh, know on Twitter, that kind of thing. That way people know where it is and we can actually contact you and get you the dope product ASAP. Um, we will pick another winner for September if we don't have, uh, an easy way to get a hold of the person who won. But, uh, that said, uh, last but not least, do support this podcast by supporting the sponsors. The sponsors make this show financially possible, and I couldn't keep doing this without them. 
Uh, they've each been hand-selected. That means I personally take a view at each and every one of these. Some of these people are ones that I've asked for personally, like, hey, get me these guys to sponsor the show. I love their product. And others are some sometimes brought to me from my team and they're like, look at this, check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm like, cool, send me something to try. I gotta, I gotta walk the walk and see if this is good or not. And when I do that, I've been blown away. And, and these are the best of the best of the best of the products, I promise you. I'm gearing up for a trip right now to Sedona for Fit for Service for eight days. And what's awesome about this is I'm stacking, stacking all the Paleo Valley beefsteaks I can get my hands on. I've got cases. I've been waiting. I've been saving up for the travels. And I'm not just bringing this for myself. I'm bringing this for the whole squad. I want to make sure my entire team, Eric Godsey, Aubrey Marcus, Vailana, and Caitlin, I want to make sure everybody has the very best snacks they can put into their body because that means they're going to operate their best. That means I'm going to get to show up my best. I'm not going to have brain fog. I'm not going to be starving for for shitty food that's lacking in nutrients because I've put good nutrients into my body. And I can do that with one of my favorite products of all time, Paleo Valley Beef Sticks. They're 100% grass-fed. They have higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids and CLA, conjugated linoleic acid, which is the fat that burns fat. It's got high antioxidant activity. There's more vitamins and minerals in 100% grass-fed beef, including higher levels of B vitamins, specifically thiamine, B1, and riboflavin, B2, and the fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. Super important. More levels, higher, higher concentration of glutathione, which is the master antioxidant. And it's good for the environment, right? We've had so many episodes on here talking about regenerative agriculture. When you buy regenerative, you are putting that back in. People concerned about climate change and things like that, it's all about carbon sequestration. And it's about having a closed loop cycle of carbon. We talked about that with Paul Saladino, Rob Wolf, you name it. And when you invest into grass-fed, grass-finished, and you invest into regenerative agriculture, you are investing into the planet itself. This is how we restore the soil. This is how we sequester carbon. This is how we change the earth. And as above, so below, when you put good food in your body, it puts good stuff back in the soil and it goes full circle. I'm paying for the planet at the same time that's paying for me and my family to grow in a very healthy and delicious way. And they have a number of other awesome things here, paleovalley.com, including but not limited to um, some amazing organic bars and uh, a gang of supplements. I'll be taking their apple cider vinegar capsules with me. Anytime I get a little rundown from travel, I slam a few of these. It knocks out any sore throat, any snottiness or congestedness. It's just an excellent thing to have in your bag at all times. Paleovalley.com, discount code Kyle, K-Y-L-E, for 15% off everything in the store. Do you know what the fastest growing crime in America is? For years, this crime's rate has been surging and affecting millions of Americans. I'm talking about identity theft, and it happens to one in 20 Americans. Yet despite this, those who have had their identity stolen are often shocked when it happens. Imagine trying to log into your email account one day only to see the password had changed hours ago. Then you start getting notifications or activity from your bank, credit cards, crypto accounts. That's when the feelings of panic, fear, anxiety, paranoia, disbelief, shock, anger, and frustration, and guilt all set in simultaneously. This is why I'm excited to partner with Aura, who's sponsoring this podcast. Aura is identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, ding, 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 and antivirus software all combined into one easy-to-use app. It's ridiculous. It's all the things. Aura monitors the dark web for your emails, passwords, and social security numbers and sends alerts fast right to your phone and email. When it comes to fraud, Every second matters. Connect your credit and bank accounts and get notified of any changes up to four times faster than Aura's competitors. Their VPN allows you to stay anonymous online while keeping your browsing history, 
and personal information safe and encrypted. And their antivirus software will block malware and viruses before they infect your devices. Protect you and your family from America's fastest growing crime. Try Aura for free for two weeks and see if any of you or your family's personal information has been compromised. This is the best. You go start your free trial, cancel at any time in the next 14 days, no problem. And they're going to run the report for you. So you get to know, is my shit compromised? And it's super important because you can prevent it right now. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash A-U-R-A dot com slash K-Y-L-E. Thank you, Aura, for sponsoring this podcast. All right, y'all, another long time, long time. Buy optimizers. Love these guys. One of the oldest in the game. Thank you so much for continuing to support this show. If you don't want to accidentally take a laxative and have the worst day of your life, listen to this. If you're currently taking a magnesium supplement, chances are you're flushing it down the toilet. And I mean that literally. You see, the most common type of magnesium is actually used as a laxative. So you're taking it, you're literally pooping and peeing it out. Sometimes you're combining those two and you're peeing out of your butt. Which means that 80% of Americans who are magnesium deficient could actually be making their deficiency worse by taking magnesium. Kind of ironic, isn't it? The worst part about magnesium deficiency is how it affects almost every aspect of your health. Your metabolism suffers, you can't lose weight, your blood pressure goes up, and a whole lot more. And the worst part is, your sleep suffers the most. So what's the solution? It's called Magnesium Breakthrough. And it's one of my all-time favorite supplements that I've ever taken. I'm not saying my favorite magnesium product. It's one of my all-time favorite supplements, period, that I continue to take and highly recommend. My whole family takes this. It is the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with seven unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually absorb. And this month, they are including free bottles of their full line of digestive health products on select orders while supplies last. That's amazing, y'all. These guys are the gut guys. They're the gut everything here. I take Masszymes. I'm taking Capex right now. I'm taking a whole host of the HCL. All of their stuffs help you break down more food and absorb more of it on any diet. And it's, it's a must-have. It's a must-have. So they could hook you up just by buying magnesium. You might get hooked up with a whole gauntlet of goodies here for the gut. That means you're getting free products that will support your digestive system. Having an optimized digestive system means less energy to digest foods and absorbing more nutrients from the foods you eat. That's good. You're going to use less energy and you're going to have more of it from the foods you break down. That means higher protein levels are actually going to enter into the bloodstream and get to the muscles where you want them. This special offer is only available at magbreakthrough.com slash kingsboo. M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com slash K-I-N-G-S-B-U. There we go. We got it. Knocked it out. And enter code KINGSBOO, all caps, for 10% off any order. All right, y'all. Last but not least, Organifi.com slash KKP. Use code KKP at checkout for 20% off everything in the store. Listen, review. We're going to do this review one more time. Leave us a five-star review. Organifi is rolling out the red carpet for this podcast because I love them and they love me. Let's be honest. They love me. And they're rolling out the red carpet for my listeners. They know that one of the ways a show grows is if you leave a rating, whether that's on Apple or whether that's on Spotify or any other place, when you leave a rating, the number of those ratings actually changes the game. So leave us a five-star rating. Let us know one or two ways that the show has helped you out in life and, and be honest. I mean, if... If it hasn't, then I don't know why you're listening, but odds are some of the shit that I've talked about, some of the guests that I've had on have had a deep impact on you. I mean, I, personally, I'm sitting in the driver's seat, but I'm really sitting passenger. I'm riding along shotgun with all you guys listening to the guests that I have on and 99% of these podcasts. I'm in awe of the person I'm talking to. And um, I get to be a guest, right? I get to learn and I get to grow from that. So share in the ways that you've learned and grown. 
and the ways that your, your, your life has changed, you know, and it could be something very simple. It could be, I go to bed on time. It could be anything. Obviously, if you write something better than I go to bed on time, five-star rating, uh, odds are you might get selected a little bit better than I just go to bed on time, but you get the drift. Um, September review of the month went to Got Tuba, G-O-T-T-U-B-A. Please go to the show notes and follow the easy steps to claim your free Organifi product. All right. Organifi has been a very long sponsor of the show. Y'all know their products inside and out. One thing I will tell you is I have tried the seasonally available Organifi Gold Pumpkin Spice. Holy shit. <laughs> it is so good. It is like candy. It's so good. And it's only three grams of carbohydrates. I'm saying hot, hot water mixed with a scoop of this and a little bit of butter and coconut cream blended with one of them little whisk jobbers. Game over. So good. It is like a, the tastiest treat on earth. It just makes me feel like fall. And if you're not into pumpkin spice, no worries. The chocolate gold, phenomenal. The regular gold, phenomenal. But I do like it with high fat. So I will say you're, you're only getting half as good as you could if you're just mixing that with hot water. Throw a little butter, a little ghee, a little coconut cream. It is lights out. Definitely, y'all should all go try the pumpkin spice right now. It is my favorite version of anything pumpkin spice. It's a must-have. Uh, my wife right now is actually going to potentially start working with the Japanese yams we've grown on our garden the Gardeners of Eden. And uh, we're going to see if, if we can mix in a little pumpkin spice into that, how that turns out. So stay tuned for the next Organifi read because I'll likely have some intel there. Organifi.com slash KKP. Do not forget to use the code KKP at checkout for 20% off. Thank you, Organifi, for being such a long sponsor and hooking up my listeners fat. Y'all are the best. And without further ado, my brother, Dan Cleland. All right. Well, brother Dan, uh, we lost you there for a second. You're out in Costa Rica and you get the rolling blackouts, just like I'm familiar with in Tulum and different parts of the world. Thankfully, your internet restarted quickly. And uh, even though I lost wherever the fuck I was talking about with regard to ketosis and I think you were just telling me to lift heavy. Yeah, yeah. lift heavy, keto gain style, right? Lift heavy. uh, When you do decide to fast, throw it in as a curveball. Don't make it every single day. You'll find after a heavy lift, you know, if you're doing four sets of eight to 10 uh, on big lifts like deadlift, you got to, you got to fucking eat breakfast. You know, you can't yeah. skip breakfast the next day because your body's demanding it for recovery. But if you're not training, you know, as long as you're not overtraining, you'll have days where, you know, you feel decently recovered. And the next day you're like, fuck it, bulletproof coffee or just water for, you know, up until noon, those kind of things. So you, you'll have that opportunity to kind of mix and match. And I think that's where you, as long as you keep your body guessing, that's when fat loss continues. Sick. Well, well, you got a new book. We've, we've, we've been chopping it up here for like 15, 16 minutes, uh, all on diet and goodies. And, and it's great to see your face, man. I miss you. I miss coming out there. It, it, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, we're very fortunate to have little ones, but, um, we made the decision to not leave our little ones while they're little. You know, Bear, when we left him, uh, I think he was three um, with my family out in California. He had a gnarly accident at a play place and cracked his head open, uh, hairline fracture. We had to fly out the next day. He was in the ICU. Thankfully, there's no brain bleeds, nothing. He recovered too fast for his own good, and we had to slow his ass down. Um, so full recovery, but, you know, life is precious. And... um even though the same shit might have happened with me there, I would have rather have been there for it than to have him go through that without us. So with Wolfie at two years old, it's probably going to be a few years before we make our way back to Sultara. 
but it is on our mind. Uh, I'm right there with you guys when Aubrey and the crew make their way out and El Dragon comes in and, and uh, I'm listening to all these stories and I can't wait. I'm super excited to be able to head back and, and spend time with you, brother. Well, you know, you guys, uh, you guys are all uh, really, really good friends to us and you, you, you've, you've not only been good friends to us, but you've helped us out a lot in, in kind of spreading the word, especially I think you were the first one from the whole kind of on it, Aubrey FFS crew to come down. So you were like the you were like the FFS guinea pig in a certain way, and uh, you came down and, and helped to build that bridge. So you know um, we're eternally grateful for that. And of course, you and Tosh are always welcome, and Bear and Wolfie when you when they get old enough to come down too. Oh yeah. Um, even if it's just to hang out and, and kick it uh, while you guys do your own work. Um, so yeah, man, when the time is right, you'll make your way back and we'll be here. As they say here in Costa Rica, si Dios quiere, which means if God wants, then uh, we'll still be here. Um, and yeah, man, of course, anytime. I like that. Well, you've been, you've been busy since we last talked. You've, you've got, uh, I remember you, you, I think you were in a band prior. I'm not sure, certain, but you've, you're, are you in a new band now? No, no, no. We uh, you, Was so this the same band, band you were in? I mean, it, it, in the same band, which is also a new band. I mean, we just, um, we, uh, we, we kind of came about due to um, COVID because, you know, you know, Jesse, our chef at Soltara, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were sitting there basically locked down. And we just got talking about getting the old band back together, uh, to be cliche. And we we started playing uh, some of the old stuff we used to write, and we wrote some new stuff. And then we just uh, I, I was friends with a with a world renowned producer named Logan Mater because uh, he wanted to do ayahuasca. So um, you know, so he was interested in developing a relationship with me. I invited him down. He invited me to some concerts. Uh, to go like when they were touring, go backstage and everything. So that was, I got like a kind of inside look at, at all that. And um, we invited him down to record a demo. This was like about a year ago in Costa Rica. So not that long ago. And uh, he came down, we recorded demo. It became a full album, uh, but only instrumentals. And then we found, we found three other guys here in Costa Rica who were like already in the music business here um and so they were interested in our project because they both they liked the music and and you know uh being the success of Sultara I had some budget to put behind it you know and in the music business if you don't have budget you don't have anything so um so so they kind of they they kind of dropped the band that they were in and they came and joined us and um you know then we added all the other elements to the first album we released that in november of last year and we've done a bit of touring and stuff and we recorded a second album in actually december of last year so really quick and we added those guys into the second album but we've been sitting on the second album for the whole year we got a manager from new york um so and and publicist from you know that he works with in pennsylvania and we've just been kind of taking a different approach, doing it a little more slowly and more strategically. So kind of building the foundations in the, in the industry before launching that second album. Uh, and we just got a, uh, a record deal 
just recently, like a week or two ago. So we're now just in the process of like giving them all the assets. They're going to start uh, launching uh, singles, but doing it in a more traditional way. Like that's, uh, you know, we're going to be working with premium partners for distribution and promotions and stuff like that. So we'll have video content, new music content all coming out November 2nd um, starting. And then, you know, just every six or eight weeks, another single, another video, and then eventually the album. So that's happening and we're doing shows. Uh, we're playing in Mexico uh, with uh, Sepultura of all bands. Yeah, I mean, any metalhead would know who Sepultura is, right? They're a Brazilian band from way back in the day. Uh, I don't, I realize not lots of people like metal, but you know, we picked our niche and that's just, that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, they're one of the legacy bands from like, from way back. It was actually the first metal band ever listened to back in the nineties. So um you know we're going on tour with them and then this this uh world-renowned producer logan mater who invited me to go to see one of his concerts back in 2020 when before the pandemic started he's actually coming to join us on stage and play third guitar on stage for these shows of sepultura and he's also oh. buddies with sepultura from like way back so, so this is kind of a momentous occasion for us coming up here and then you know right after that right after that tour of mexico we're going to be dropping singles and promoting the new album working on uh working on getting uh visas for the u.s so we can go in like we had a tour lined up in mexico but basically the whole u.s 25 dates but it, we felt it was too risky to go in there without having visas so you know we're going through that whole process of getting visas seems like the only migrants the u.s wants right now have to walk across the border illegally but um <laughs> um but they're we're still trying bussing, to go bussing people in that don't want to work <laughs> and you're fucking people that do want to work they're making them go through the gauntlet exactly yeah so we're yeah we're going through that and then you know hopefully hopefully we just keep up the momentum because it's just it's fun you know it's just it's just like a hell of a dream come true you know being 40 years old jumping up on a stage playing metal with some of your all-time favorite bands is it's just super fun man so you know the fact that you know and really it's been soltara that's allowed me to do this um you know just having such a great team to hold down the fort here well you know me and jesse go away and you know having having the budget to be able to to put behind these these uh, international adventures and stuff like that uh it's it's pretty sick and then yeah on top of that um I've got a, a, a book coming out later this month in October, which has also been a long time in the making and got, got held up to be a little more strategic about the launch. Um, and that's just basically, you know, kind of telling the story from our perspective of, of what happened to our business once it was like at all time, you know, like kind of reached the, reached the the objective right before the pandemic hit it was like okay we're great you know like everything's good the right people are coming you know we're finally in the black the team is strong and you know <clears throat> i'm loving life and then like literally two weeks after like the best you know that feeling of like everything's firing on all cylinders wham pandemic shutdown instantly turns off all revenues and then it's like this no end in sight kind of bullshit lockdown that we were all going through right we all have our own story for that but just from the perspective of like 
a startup business and how we got through that as a startup business that really didn't have a ton of stability built in just yet. And, um, and you know, the, the, the methodologies and lessons that I, I had learned prior to that, um, that were maybe not quite as well-defined or as specific that, that I put into practice to get us through that whole, uh, that whole kind of, uh, snake bite, as I call it in the book. And then, and then, uh, you know, really just come out swinging on the other side. And, you know, we, we basically been, we've just been, uh, I mean, doing extremely well since coming out of that, that lockdown and, 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 and getting stronger by the month, you know? So, um, so really just trying to communicate that kind of knowledge that, that I've gained to other people who, uh, you know, startup entrepreneurs and people who are working on their own practices. There's probably life lessons for, for everybody in there. But, um, yeah, so that's really in a nutshell kind of what's been, what's been keeping me active for the past, you know, year or so. No, that's badass. That's a lot. It is. It always, it always cracks me up. You know, I'm not, I don't throw metal on by choice, but I have a bunch of, you know, there's, there's a lot of metal classics that I love simply from my time at ASU. They, the offensive line got to select what we listened to on one lift and the next lift, the defensive line. So as you imagine, that would oscillate between metal and then gangster rap. And I, and I got classics on both sides, but like those, those, it put, anytime I hear it, like if I hear for whom the bell tolls, it puts me right in that gym. You know, like I got a coach on both sides of me, fucking go just screaming in my ear. All the fucking team is watching where you're max ever squatting, that kind of shit like that. Those are the memories I have from metal. So I've got a, I've got a deep love for it, even though it's not something that I'm throwing on around the kids. And it just was, was, was the gangster rap on the defensive or offensive that, side. That was the defensive line. Yeah. So okay. white guys, black guys, for the most part, uh, you know, it, it, so it, 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 it flowed that way. Um, and I loved it all. You know, I, I could, I could fucking get down to either one of it just because the, the team atmosphere, the camaraderie, like it, we were going to fucking push weight no matter what, but it always cracks me up thinking of like, you know, you, there's so many beautiful songs in the medicine space, like Mirabai Sieba and, um, you know, just so many artists, I can't even think of them right now, but like the, the, that type of flow and gentleness, you know, and the harp and, and shit like that. And then the Icaros and like the songs of medicine. And you're the CEO of Sotara, and you're like in a fucking death metal band. <laughs> well, I mean, it, just, it just shows the, the complexity of humanity, right? Like, it, it really does. Like, it, nope, you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, it's really, it's been, it's, it's been, it, it, it has roots in where, where I grew up. You know, I grew up in a small town in the late 90s, right, in Canada, rural community, like it's, it always seemed like there were more boys than girls. There was like nothing to do, you know, except for field parties and like gravel runs, you know, and, and, and at field parties, of course, what do you do at field parties? You load up, you load up all your amps onto a hay wagon. Uh, and you know, you get a generator out there or the, maybe the gravel pit party or something like that. And everybody's got their own two, four, or you got a bunch of kegs and you know you just you light it up and that was like and guys getting fights and you know all, all kind of, and everybody drives home drunk and that's kind of like 
that was that was the, that was the mid to late nineties, right? So it was really became part of our, our culture. And me and Jesse, we grew up on the same street as next door neighbors. So, um, oh, yeah, 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 man. We've known each other since we were like five years old. So, you know, we just, we played in a band together in high school. We played in a band together in college and that was just how we grew up. So uh, metal definitely predates Soltara for me. And then, you know, in addition to that, it's like, it's not suitable for all occasions. Like there's, there's, you know, it's, it's suitable for a few occasions, live concerts being one of them. Like the live concert is really the, the kind of the juice of the whole metal experience, because that's where you go and it's just, everything's so overwhelming and it's just so evocative. And if you, you know, it's hot, sweaty. And if you want to get in there and like, you know, throw your weight around a bit, then there's all kinds of guys that want to throw their weight around on top of you, you know, and against you. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the musicians are so incredible. Like the performances are so incredible. And then if you go to really good concerts, um, there's oftentimes like pyrotechnics and, yeah. you know, light shows and everything. So it's just, it's a, the, the live concert is the most evocative experience. And then the other time I really only listen to metal is like working out. And, and, you know, usually at the end of a workout, like I might, I might watch some YouTube videos for the first like 30 minutes. And then when I'm starting to get, you know, like, okay, I got about 30 minutes left to go or whatever. I'll, I'll stick on a, a, an album I like, um, or, you know, the odd time if I'm driving, but like, if you're in a social setting, it's rarely acceptable, <laughs> you know, but, like, some slipknot in the background. Like, <laughs> like, uh, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so I, under, I understand honestly like I, I understand not people people don't understand it um especially medicine people there's a few though we got a few people who work for us who are like slayer that's awesome you know like <laughs> um uh, a couple of a uh, couple of kind of uh rebellious ladies i can think of on the team um who who like know the like they hear we're touring with Sepultura. They're like, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> so, but not everybody does. Very few people do. It's like, it's like, I don't know, a less a single digits of the, of the population that, that are, you know, even yeah, willing. Yeah, sure. But, but the people that are there are fucking diehard, right? Exactly. Like, it, yeah. it is a vibe. You know, the thing I love about music and it's, and I've, I've especially, I think, I think one of the first things you realize in ayahuasca is how powerful sound is. Like when your first, you know, half dozen, dozen journeys, you're like, holy shit, this, this is what sound is like. He's making that sound with his mouth. She's making that sound with her mouth. And you're like, uh, and then if you're, you know, uh, I know, you know, at, at Sultara, it's, it's really just about the vocals, but in other places, you know, they might play guitar, they might sing, they might have different instruments that they play. And when, when you're connected to that type of vibration on that medicine, it's fucking turns your world inside out. You're like, wait a minute, this is happening right now. And then you realize like, oh, on, on a certain level, this is always happening with sound. This is always happening with music. It's only now that I can fully perceive it because I've dumbed down my refining centers of the brain and I'm letting it all come in and I can fucking see it and feel it for exactly how it is. And that changed everything. I mean, I started buying musical instruments. You look at our, our upstairs and downstairs living rooms. 
they're, they're littered with, with instruments, which are toys, you know, toys that I expect my kids to play with. We've got a uh, expensive ceremonial Native American drum with like five big ass tongs and, and my daughter gets on it and she's been playing since she could lift one. You know, we've got uh, hand pans, flutes, all kinds of different flutes, traditional flutes, Native American flutes. And it, it's just, if it's there and you walk by it, it's like, you know, Ben Greenfield's pull-up bar. Every time he walked by his pull-up bar into his office, he did five perfect pull-ups. By the end of the year, he's really good at fucking pull-ups. You know, like you walk by the instrument, you're like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling something right now. You pick it up, do a little something, and then you just feel that lift in your energy. And I've Absolutely. loved that about, I've loved that about music, that music does create a vibe. And it is such a powerful thing that, you know, if you're only listening to top 40, you're never going to fully get it. Like the, the cartoon movie, uh, the Lego movie, where you're, do you see that? It's funny because it's, it's oddly points out the picture of like deep state, you know, big, big, big government control <laughs> and, and alludes to that. And, uh, but they all are forced to listen to this everything is awesome song where it's like the melody that keeps the workforce churning. It's the top 40 hit that, you know, like, and, and, and it's one of the ways, you know, that they can tell if, if somebody knows what's happening or not. Can they see through the matrix or not? If they like that song, they're just one of the masses. But um, I think, I think when, you, when you do vibe with something that goes against the grain of what, is, what you'd hear in the top 40, it doesn't mean that there aren't good top 40 songs. It just means that like, the, when you actually have preferences, generally the further out you go, the more of a vibe it creates. And that vibe might be, I want to fucking destroy something right now. Or, you know, like, I'm going to fucking butt heads with somebody with no helmet on. Or it might be, man, I feel fucking good. I just want to flow kind of weird real quick and then sit down and enjoy the sunshine. You know, like, all of those vibes are, are powerful vibes. So I definitely appreciate that, and I've always appreciated that about metal. Yeah, I mean, there's a vibe, there's the, and that's the beauty of music, right? There's a vibe, there's a music for every vibe, right? There's a music for every mood. If you're in a sad mood, there's music. If you're in a happy mood, there's music. If you're in a party mood, there's music. If you're in a workout mode, there's music. You know, and uh, if you're in a spiritual mode, there's also music. And talk about rock stars, though. Like you've seen it firsthand. Like when I <clears throat> when I go into those ceremonies, I have so much respect for the healers, the Shipibo healers, and what they can just do with their vocal cords and with their chants. And every time I'm in that ceremony with these guys and ladies, um, I am, I'm just constantly blown away because they not only like, they're not necessarily just singing, like they're singing, but with a rhythm, like with a beat. And they're kind of making the beat with their energy and with their diaphragm, as well as producing notes. And um, yeah, they're uh, definitely definitely rock stars in no doubt no doubt they're tapping in and channeling shit i mean i had a guy in vegas and i do want to talk about your book i promise (laughs) 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 working well into this podcast um uh there's a guy named lenar who who i think i've mentioned on the podcast before I, i first learned about a ceremony in vegas through dan hardy you know british fighter mohawk well i know um yeah dan was at my first journey ever, you know, in California, uh, him and his partner at the time, Lacey, and, and they were fucking phenomenal. I'm, I'm turning inside out. I'm looking at them. It looks like he's got a pinky up, you know, proper British while he's purging in the bucket and not making a peep. Right. And I was like, well, these guys know something's up. And if they're calm, maybe I can ride through this. So I, I they gave me strength, especially Lacey, who is, you know, itty bitty yogi. And, um, I was like, cool, there's no panic in them. And I, I really, 
allowed that to settle in. But when we moved to Vegas for only four months before coming here to Texas, I asked Dan, you know, I was like, hey man, where's, where's this spot that I can go to? And he sent me to it and they were flying Shipibo Shaman in. And so they flew this guy in from Pucallpa and he was young. It was the first thing I noticed, he's 25 years old. And I was like, interesting, you know, I'm, I'm slightly older than this guy. I was in my thirties and not that that means shit, but, um, he had been a medicine man since five. His grandmother initiated him, and um, he had asked everyone to bring an instrument. Bring, bring any instrument you can. Bring them from all over. So, you know, there was like African tongue drums, the little wood ones. There was um, just all sorts of shit. And he saw the, uh, this harmonica, and he had only, at that point, he'd only seen a drawing of a harmonica. He had never seen one in real life. And he played at different intervals. He would know what he was called to, and he'd go, go fucking pick up the instrument and play it. And this dude was better than Billy Joel on harmonica. It was ridiculous. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I didn't know that he had, he'd only seen a, a drawing of that. I thought he was like a lifelong player. You know, I found that out after the fact, and I was like, that's impossible. That is absolutely impossible. So, you know, there is something to that when you connect deeply to the medicine and your, your antenna is that strong. Like anything can come through, you know? So he, he was brilliant. That was one of my favorite three-night journeys I've ever had. Um, just being in his presence and listening to him work. And yeah, I mean, he, he sang a song a cappella about the moon, you know, that just had us in tears. You know, like he was, he is, he is definitely, I would love to sit with that guy again at some point if I can ever get a hold of him. But you recall his name? Yeah, Lenar. Lenar. I think I can Lenar. through the lady that organized. Um, I would love to fucking bring him out, dude. He's a special human. Uh, anywho, though, let's 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 chop this up. Let's let's dive in here before we end this podcast. Your book is Twelve Laws of the Jungle: How to Become a Lethal Entrepreneur. Yes, sir. Tell us. I mean, what is what is what is your definition of lethal entrepreneur? The lethal entrepreneur is uh, someone who effectively um, gets the kills they need to keep their village alive. Well, I like that. To, to, I mean, we frame, we frame everything in the context of like, you know, um, I spent a lot of time in the Amazon and, and, uh, and that has shaped my worldview. And, and I, I have a, I have many life philosophies that just go straight back to nature. Right. Um, and so we kind of frame this whole book of like, you know, you starting your business is like going on a, on a jungle expedition that like you've got an objective, you've got a crew with you. You've got to cross a dangerous jungle. You've got to keep everybody alive. You've got to make sure you're, you're, you know, getting your, getting your kill so you can feed the village and you've got to get to your destination. In order to do that, you need to know what, where your destination is. You need to be able to map your route there. You know, you need to be able to hit the strategic checkpoints and set up camp along the way. You need to watch out for snakes and other predators that are trying to kill you. You know, you need to have your machete with you. Like, um, you know, you need to, you need to manage your rations and, you know, things like that budgeting, like, so kind of taking, kind of taking, uh, fundamental business concepts and, and putting, a putting an Amazon jungle lens on everything. Um, and the lethal, you know, so there's a little bit of violence in there in certain aspects because that's how the jungle is. You know, there are there are threats out there that are trying to take you out, maybe not actually kill you. And I'm not saying like you actually kill your, anyone else, you know, but it's like 
you have to just imagine like a metaphor, like, um, you know, your, your, your village supports you. You're the chief of the village. The village supports you. Part of the reason they support you is because you take your hunting party and go on successful hunts and you, and you come back with enough like wild boar to be able to feed the village. And now what happens if, what happens if you go for a month without getting any hunts? Is successful hunts. What happens if you go for two months? What happens if three months? What happens? Do, do your villagers um, keep supporting you, or do they do they mutiny, or do they try to take you out, or does someone else try to take your place, or do they try to move to another village and go work somewhere else? You know, so it's really kind of lessons like that where maintaining maintaining the loyalty of your tribe. Uh, Part of that is providing resources. Another part of that is, um, you know, building community and culture. Another part of that is being someone, you know, they can trust and, and always be dependable and reliable. And, um, you know, everything to me has roots in, in nature, in my opinion, and business is no different. I absolutely love that. It's funny because of the, you know, the, the modern woke consciousness around toxic masculinity and you know, there, there is truth into, um, there's, there's truth to a lot of this shit, but I mean, just the term toxic masculinity, you know, just gets thrown around so fucking loosely and, and the militarization of things, right? Like a lot of people would say like the idea that you're going to kill or be killed is, is a military industrial complex thing. And, um, the truth is nature is metal, right? Like that you follow that nature is metal on Instagram. Of course, yeah. Like, like it's fucking gangster life takes life. There's no two ways about it. And that's really, you know, the, the people, you know, sitting in their mom's basement that are coming up with this shit that go to the grocery store and buy ground beef and never saw that animal slaughtered. Don't know how it happened. Don't know the, you know, the process of, of, of cleaning and field dressing the animal, how long it needed to be hang dried for bleeding the animal. And then the grinding of the meat, all of those things to get that in that nice little ass package that they pick up for five ninety nine a pound or whatever it is, they have that's completely lost. You know, they talked about that in Food Inc. If you go hunting, it it allows you to remember the buy-in for survival, right? There is a buy-in necessary for survival. Even if you were a grain farmer and you grew grains, there's a buy-in to protect that field from insects and animals that want to come in and harvest your harvest. Right, and you that also had to kill the trees that were there before your field was there. You fucking mowed them down to make that field. You know what I'm saying? And and you prevent then you prevent other things from coming in to take that right. And it's not a kill or be killed or survival of the fittest in all terms, um, but certainly that language does resonate with me. The more time I spend in nature and, and the more people I, I hang out with in the space of regenerative agriculture, you know, I'm, I've read probably more books on the subject this year than I have in any years prior, but um. The, the laws of the jungle is something that is, is super resonant because, you know, I think part of the issue with, with what you would consider toxic masculinity is you end up with, with men in power positions that have never truly tested themselves. You might, you might bust your ass at one particular thing to climb the corporate ladder. That's not a fucking test. And I'm not saying everyone needs to become a pro fighter either, but there are things that can become catalysts for that. These were our rites of passage. These were our initiation ceremonies. And they were often hard. You know, Maladoma Patrice Somme said, unless death was on the line, it was not a real initiation. If there was no chance of you dying in the initiation, it's not a fucking real initiation. 
You know, and this was a West African shaman who was one of the greatest of all time. You know, he, he recently passed away. Phenomenal guy um, who understood this very well, right? So, so this idea, uh, as we've avoided death and pumped people full of formaldehyde to fucking preserve their bodies so we can have an open casket, like we've been denatured from that as we reintroduce death into the life-death cycle. And, and uh, you know, um, I can't believe it's coming up right now, but, but our good friend Parker, who had been out uh, recently passed away yesterday, you know? So like death wow. is a part of the human experience. Parker. Yeah, Parker died yesterday. Um, and I'll, I'll, I can tell you about it more after the podcast ends. Uh, Aubrey wrote a beautiful newsletter uh, talking about our dear friend who passed away at a very young age and completely unexpectedly. Um, but it's, it's the, the understanding of that, that, that death is baked into the equation for life to take place. And then how do we work with that rather than avoid it or have fear of it or try to fucking transcend humanity and put our souls or consciousness into a machine? Like that's a complete avoidance of the cycle. You can't step out of that cycle. But to acknowledge that this is how it operates and to learn those laws and how to work with them, I think that's, that is a, a fantastic approach and I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, man. And also, you know, a, a couple of good points there, like, <clears throat> um, you know, the, the, we, we took a heavy kind of uh, stoicism approach in the book. I think, I think stoicism is, is so important for a few of those core lessons like memento mori, you know, always, always understand that you're going to die. You know, life is short. It's not just a cliche kind of uh, message. It's like actual truth, you know, and by the time you're, by the time you're halfway through it, it's already done. You know, and I asked my grandfather who was 92 at the time, he died when he was 96. I said, uh, you know, if there was one thing, cause he was kind of, I could tell he was getting old, you know, I was going to see if I could pick some wisdom from him before he got too old. Uh, I said, if there's one thing you could tell me, what would it be? He said, life is short. Um, do what you can do, you know, get, get done what you can get done. But Take your time because before you know it, it's gone. And, um, you know, so that's, that's been a really core tenet of, of my approach to life over the years. And we, we really try to drive that home in the book. Um, and then, you know, also on your, on your comments there about, about toxic masculinity and this kind of the shying away or the shaming of anything anything that resembles traditional masculinity in a way um, I don't think is actually good for society. I don't think it's actually promoting peace in the world. Um, you know, and, and, and the harsh reality of the world as we're seeing with like some different conflicts around the world right now is you can emasculate your culture all day long. The only way we get away with that is because you know, years of development and progress have made everything so damn easy for people, right? And and so now we've got this kind of uh, movement shaming and guilting men into into removing their teeth, um, uh, emasculating themselves, and, and not acting not acting like like real gladiators and warriors that that were the the root and the basis for you know our development in society. And then what happens? you've got other cultures that still are legit predators, right? Yep. You've got like that and, and they're just, they're just measuring you up. Right. And they're waiting for that, that moment of weakness so they can come in and take advantage and claw back some power. 
And they may have just, it may have something to do with the introduction of these ideas into our society in the first place. One hundred percent. And they actually use that against us. Look at what you know. You've got you've got uh, Putin in Russia right now. That's cultivating uh, cultivating hatred toward the West. And one of his primary arguments is that you know we're trying to subvert them, but also that look at all the craziness going on in our society with like. Uh, you know, they make a lot of fun of like some of the gender ideologies and, and some of the, the, uh, the political divisions and the, and the woke ideologies that, that, um, that are, are, are really sweeping some parts of, of the States. And, you know, I, I'm of course a traditional liberal, not a, not a socialist, but a traditional liberal where it's like live and let live and everybody can do what they want. And like, you know, leave me alone. I leave you alone. I support your lifestyle choices. You support mine. But this kind of where it's gone right now in the far left has been more of an overbearing kind of attempt at control and, and, and authoritarian authoritarian by shame and guilt, not authoritarian by the gun, which is like, you know, the super far right approach, the fascist approach. Um, And I don't think there's actually much of that in the United States right now. That's just something that the left says to, to create fear and, and try to move people uh, toward the left, uh, I think most people in the in the in the U.S. are are in the center or somewhat center right. But um, but uh, yeah, these this whole kind of movement of shaming and and um, coercing people to take action uh, has been seen around the world, and you've got populist movements, for example, in Italy that uh, they just elected a new prime minister, uh, Maroney, I think. And, uh, you know, her whole argument was people are trying to say that I can't even identify as a woman now or I can't identify as a religious now or um, or as an Italian national now because it's, there's something wrong with that. And so you're, you're seeing these kind of divisions building up. And, and um, yeah, I think a lot of that is just because people have forgotten – their roots and forgotten that, you know, the only reason things are so easy is because we used to be strong. And, and if we stop being strong, things are going to get hard. So, you know, I think we're already there. You know, Tim Kennedy says, you know, like, like strong people make for easy times, easy times make for weak people. And, you know, these easy times have made for weak people and, and with, without nefariousness added to it, that's just where we're at. And and that's actually, that's actually the chorus of the single that's going out in uh, on November second. Let's go! Something I love it. Along those lines, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that's right on. You know, it's it's right on. But um, we we now, you know, if this is a cycle, which it likely is, uh, the 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 few of us who remember what our strengths are and honor the strengths in women and honor the strengths in all of humanity will be able to lift and carry us going going forward in the next phase. So. I've oscillated quite a bit in the last two years um, through fear. And one of the ways that I've, I've worked through fear is by preparing in the best way that I can. You know, like I want to grow our own food. I want to raise my kids in the wilderness. Bear's in a survival school and he's, he's learning how to whittle and, and uh, make fire and do all sorts of cool stuff. And hopefully it never comes to that, building the fire by hand. But at the same time, um, it'll be so good for him. It's perfect for him no matter what, right? Like jujitsu. Like I don't, I don't put my son in jujitsu so that he can be a professional fighter. I hope he doesn't become a professional fighter. I put him in jujitsu because it'll make him a better person. 
Yeah, exactly. That's it. It will make them a better person. You know, it, it's a humbling thing, getting your ass kicked as a white belt. And that humbling, uh, if you continue, continues to hone you and make you a better person. And then as you get better, you can't forget all the times you sucked. So you take it easier on the guys that are younger than you coming up. And um, I think for the longest time, I know many other people like Jocko Willink and people have said this, but jujitsu is the bully eliminator. Right, it eliminates the bully in you if you're a bully or if you have that that archetype burning inside you because it gives you an outlet and it humbles you. So it takes the chip off your shoulder of wanting to fight in the streets or wanting to fight in the bar. So long as you've done it long enough, I'm not speaking for somebody who's a white belt, three stripes at the local bar or a blue belt that wants to test what they're learning. I'm speaking about somebody who's who's made it through the ranks and stuck with it and learned that full progression of what it means to be a martial artist. So anyway, we've 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 definitely brought this conversation all over the place today. If, <laughs> if there was one thing that you wanted people to know about your book, um, you know, that could help them. You obviously talked a bit about the parallels, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, how this can affect your life positively, but, but perhaps break down one thing that you'd like people to know about your book that you think can help them right now. The material in the book can help you be more effective in, in any of your endeavors, really. And, um, and, and help set you on a, on a path to strengthen the mindset and strengthen capabilities. I like that big time, brother. Yeah, I, we definitely need more of that. There's no doubt. No doubt. A strengthening of the mind, a strengthening of the will. Well, I love you, brother. It's been fantastic having you back on the podcast. Um, and I truly, truly can't wait to come, to come hang with you again. So uh, even though I must be patient with it, uh, Aya has been calling to me and uh, Sultara specifically. So I hope to see you soon, my brother. Yeah, man. The uh, link to the to the book, it comes out November 20, uh, sorry, October 25th. Um, everything can be found on my Instagram page at Daniel C. Cleland. Links in the bio. We're actually looking for some advanced uh, reviewers. If, um, if anybody wants to hit me up and get on a list and get the advanced ebook and and leave a leap for free and leave a review we're doing that as well um but yeah you can hit me up on social and uh i'll definitely be there phenomenal brother we'll link to all that in the show notes uh sultara.co if people feel a calling to the medicine and want to go to the best place in my opinion on earth to be able to experience that medicine uh, i talked about this a bit on our first podcast but I'll, I'll i'll leave the listeners with this the reason i recommend sultara to so many people Aside from the credentials of having, you know, the, the Dennis McKenna's approval of the world and guys like that on your board, is that you guys pay so much attention to education upfront and integration on the back end, and it's better than anyone I've ever seen. The medicine is strong. There's a lot of places you can go where the medicine is strong. So that that isn't in effect the thing that's going to help people change their lives going forward. That's the thing that can affect somebody having a a big experience. But it's, it's, it's how you learn how to work with that medicine. You know, I, I told this story in the, the first podcast, but I, when I saw on the, the, the to-do list that I had a three-hour orientation, I looked at my life and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to not want to fucking go to a three-hour orientation on ayahuasca. This is like my 25th journey. I think I got it, you know? And I drug my heels there almost out of fear of the embarrassment of being the only asshole that didn't show up. And an hour into it, I remember looking at Tosh and we were both like, if we fucking came here first, that would have changed every experience we've ever had. Because what you were teaching was things that I had learned the hard way through ayahuasca. But if I knew that up front, that would have allowed me 
to have a better compass, a better navigation tool in working with that medicine and truly with working with all medicines. You know, and the, the, the fact that you guys have so many facilitators and apprentices and guides on staff with a very small group, a tight knit group of people in the building really makes for a, um, a profound held and guided experience. And, and I absolutely love you guys and I'm excited to make my way back out. Thank you, brother. Well, you know, um, as always much appreciated and, and thank you for having me on to, to open up about the book and the band and cultural comments. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> We Cultural always comments, always welcome, brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool, uh, brother. Awesome. Yeah. Much appreciated, bro. You got it, buddy. We'll do it again. <laughs>